0: side of the red line, Dallas Stars Podcast. Here is your host, Sean Shapiro. Well, that was an interesting post game. It was. So, before we get into hockey, should I react when I'm driving tonight, which means that we're inevitably safer, but should I... <laughs> should I, 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 well, sh- I don't even know what to say about that. We got, I, home, we got home safe the other night. We made it home without injury, I will admit that that is factually correct should I make reactions when people like that pickup truck just tried to cut us off or should we just pretend like the fire alarm that it wasn't happening I think we should pretend like the fire alarm pretend it wasn't happening alright let's move on so alright and we'll just pretend that Sean's an excellent driver (laughs) oh oh. (laughs) Oh, my goodness just like I'll pretend that I scored a lot of goals at the Sevi Nooner on Friday I had three you had zero I did yeah so missed the net a few times not good Anyhow, don't even get a shot on goal for that. Yeah. Things that, uh, after the hockey game, for those who may have missed it, there was a, and if you didn't list, listen to Ellen's post-game show or saw the, um, I guess TV got cut off. Uh, I, from yeah. what I understand from Bob Sturm, who called into our post-game show on the radio, that Stars Live had to end uh, abruptly and early because they evacuated the Platinum 200 level.
1: Yeah, and, essentially, and they're up there
0: for the studio for home games, so yeah. they couldn't continue. So the fire alarm goes off, and we're in the middle of Ken Hitchcock's post-game interview. Which we then played in full on our broadcast, yeah. and you can hear it, both uh, the siren uh, or the buzzer, whatever you want to call the alarm, and then the automated voice saying, this is an emergency. It was quite an interesting yeah. little bit of, of speed bump for Hitch to bounce over.
1: Basically, Hitch said, is that bad? <laughs> And kind of shrugged it off, and we can we kind of powered through. Um, I think my one of my uh, one of my uh, one of my favorite parts of the press conference of the, of the press conference that you wouldn't have gotten, you only would have gotten from being there in person was um, stars. Uh, one of the stars, PR guys Ben Fromstein, was standing along the wall, and Ben's just shrugging the entire time because. Probably got looks from me, Scott Burnside, Mike Heika. Like, should we leave? Like, should were we supposed to leave? And how serious is? This? And he's just shrugging, and kind of deferring the hitch. All right. Um, so, stars powered through, got through the got through the alarm. Everyone made it out alive. That's good. That's good. And uh, game tonight, they made it through. They won four three. Got a little bit hairy at the end, and uh, it was a game that I think it was their. Best game of the season for 39 minutes and 45 seconds, roughly, and then the uh, then obviously things. Uh, Carolina is a good hockey team. It's one of their first. I think this is their first win against a truly good hockey team. The stars, you're yes, talking yes, about. Yeah. Star, like this was their first win against a truly good hockey team. Obviously, it's nice to beat Arizona. Detroit's not a very good team either. Colorado uh, again yeah, so have a nice winning record. Colorado's better, but this was against against a team that you look at and you think playoff
0: team at the end of the season. They had a very good offseason. They yes. added some very key components for Bill Peters' third season behind the bench. I think Ron Francis, their general manager, has done an excellent job. I'm in no way biased because I know them and worked for their AHL affiliate back when they were the Albany River Reds. No bias whatsoever. But no, honestly, Sean, look, Carolina for years has been known as a very scrappy team that is quick heavy on the forecheck, or not heavy on the fore relentless on the forecheck. Uh, I think the one thing they're lacking is some size, and I think the Stars really had that advantage on them tonight, especially grinding them along the boards, because Dallas is just a bigger team, but what Carolina has always been is a, a team with no quit. They haven't always been a playoff team over the last decade, but seeing them come back surprises nobody that's, that knows their style, because they... Always come back and they're a swarming four check. And they were, and uh, you saw, I mean,
1: we saw that tonight, and they do not only is it an aggressive swarming four check, it's also so impressive to me. And uh, this is funny how we always end up talking about the other team a little bit to start, like we did the other night with Aiden Hill in Arizona. Right.
0: Well, but it's notable. It's, it, we talk about the stars it, a lot, so it's,
1: it's sometimes fun to chat about the other team. It's, it's incredible how and they don't have a lot of size, but Carolina does it the uh, smart way, too. You look at it, they came in tonight. They had the least amount of penalties, and it's only two weeks, but they're averaging the least amount of penalties in the right. Three of the last four years, they've had the least amount of penalties in the year. Right, they have in a the lot league. of discipline. They're a very disciplined, aggressive team. They, if there's a line, they know exactly how to tow that line. And, right. And, it's, and they, there's no quit in them for this. Um, I talked to... Uh, Why can't I say remember his name right now? The goal scorer who scored two goals today. You're talking about Jeff Skinner? Yeah, yeah, Jeff Skinner. I talked to (laughs) to Jeff Skinner this morning. (laughs) I talked to Jeff Skinner this morning, and it was um, interesting speaking to him because of scheduling... Carolina typically has a lengthy road trip around the start of every season. Right. Um, this year, this was the first of. A, this was a. This was the final game of a four-game road trip. They won back-to-back games in Alberta, which is incredibly difficult to do for that franchise and, and for let's, anyone. Let's face it.
0: From a marketing standpoint, uh, in Raleigh, NC State is next door. Their outdoor stadium and college football in uh, in many parts of the country, notwithstanding as well, uh, very big in you know, this at this time of year, so it doesn't hurt to save some of your home games for later on when there's less going on as far as football around the Raleigh Durham area. Yeah, and, and, and of course they, they kind of get into college basketball for, there too, but that's I digress. True. But for the hockey
1: for the hockey standpoint, for the team, um, Skinner was telling me this morning how in the past that trip can kind of be boon or bust for them. In the past years they've had They've had that trip has not gone well. Right. And, they, and it's it's a, it's a hole to climb. And we talked about this when we were driving home earlier this week about how the teams typically, while you can't make the playoffs in October and November, you can knock yourself oh, out. It, look
0: at and, last year yeah. with the Dallas Stars. And if you get into that kind of a hole, it's very hard to climb out. Whereas two years ago, you get out to a nice lead, even if you stumble at some point, which they inevitably did out of a, a rough patch later on in the year. What happened? Everybody else in the central division caught them, but they're not now chasing. They were still even with the pack, and then pulled back in front and won the division. So, it's such a difference, isn't it, to be in the peloton versus chasing?
1: Yeah. And, and, and so, the moral of the story of this whole kind of convoluted statement that we've been making is Carolina will definitely take this two and two trip. Obviously, they'd love to be three and one and would have won tonight. But right. And but they'll, and I'm sure Bill Peters will take every opportunity to. While the stars. You, you, one and use this as a teaching moment. Bill Peters will use this as a teaching moment that, look, I'm sure the, the Hurricanes are headed back to Raleigh right now thinking, if we, if we started playing our game even just five minutes earlier, we may have won that hockey
0: game. Um, Perhaps. Although, if you look at the numbers in the third period, give credit to Carolina for coming on strong, but Dallas had two shots on goal and only four attempts in the third versus 14 and 28 attempts for Carolina. There was a bit of there was a bit of the bunker. The ice was tilted a bit in the final frame.
1: Before that, and kind of throughout the game, and they were even good when the uh, when Carolina was was pressing late in the game. I think we'd be remiss if we didn't start and talk quite a bit about the line that you can't really even call it a fourth line um,
0: that's centered by. Well, Hitch called it a third line. Hitch called it a third wrestling. line today, but that's centered by Radik Fox and features Antoine Roussel and Tyler Pitlick. By the way, for everybody listening, um, there is an open. Name that line contest uh, Unofficial contest going on Go for it Tweet at us uh, I was trying to think of Maybe calling them the air quotes Because we keep saying Fourth line with air quotes Because they're not really A fourth line um, I saw some Rough suggestions out there And then I saw one uh, fan tweeted at me During our post game show And suggested the gravy train I am mm-hmm. i don't know if it encompasses Roussel and Pitlick enough But I'm not totally opposed to that Maybe something with gravy in it but Possible. Anyway, uh, if you're listening, feel free to come up with something fun. Yeah. Sean's really pushing the AAC for the top line, and I don't know if it's catching on or not. I don't know. It's catching on. You're trying. I'm trying. It's I'm not trying. for lack of your effort. It's I will give you that. And but... for anybody that needs the explanation, it's because there are two A's and a C on that line. Sagan and the A's, Captain Ben. That's where Sean's creative uh, juices are, are coming from here. Yes. But speaking of the line that...
1: The line with no name right now. Uh, one of several lines one, with One playing. of several lines with no name, but the effective line with no name. <laughs> uh, <Ouch.
0: laughs> wow, a pointed uh, comment here on the uh, podcast.
1: Tyler Pitluck has looked like a great off-season signing so far.
0: Uh, he's has, first of all, his... Well, well, let me ask you this. What was there... There, any, there was only one lingering doubt about him coming in, wasn't it?
1: Well, it was the injury, and that was and that was the that was the risk that came in with Tyler Pitlick. If Tyler Pitlick came in with a one-year, one, $1 million-dollar contract, you wouldn't have blinked twice. There's just the one issue with the one it's risk. Three-year yes, deal. Yes. Yes. The one risk with Tyler Pitlick is three years, three million dollars. Is that will he be healthy enough for those three years? And obviously, this is only two weeks into that contract. But he looks healthy. He looks healthy, and he has been. He's been great right on the penalty kill. It's something he's never done before in a real professional I before I find that this
0: incredibly hard to believe. And I, I said this to him a couple of weeks ago at Star, uh, one of the Stars practices at Frisco. I said, really, you play a certain style with your tenacity, your hustle, your speed, the fact that he always seems to be on the right side of causing turnovers, not pre- uh, giving them up. And he had been a power play guy. And I'm not saying he doesn't have the skill set for that, because in the AHL when he played for Oklahoma City, I saw that. But I was amazed that he'd never been asked to kill penalties because he seems so naturally, especially playing at the NHL, the way he plays, it seems a perfect fit. Well, in Edmonton, basically, he said the situation was
1: they had their guys already in Edmonton. That's just what it was. He right. was it's not that he was poor at it, or it just there was no opportunity right. because they already had their guys. Um his penalty killing was so. His penalty killing has been. We've noticed that kind of throughout the season already. He's very aggressive on the forecheck. He uses his speed. He's got a quick stick. Does a really nice job. And then tonight he gets formally rewarded with his first two goals as a star. Um, I think for about five minutes on Thursday when they beat Arizona, he had been given credit for Radik Fox's goal that uh, that
0: Shen had scored into his own net. Um, Pitlick shot it from the half wall and it looked like on replay yeah. it might have hit Fox up before. Hill makes the save, and then it hits Shannon and goes in. Yeah. So tonight, first he, he does, Tyler Pitlick
1: does his best Bobby Orr impression, where he pokes the... That's talk one. about crashing the yeah. net with authority. Crashes the net, pucks, sitting in the... Uh, nice overall play, actually, for that line. Roussel lets the puck through his legs to Hamus. Nice dummy to Hamuse. Yeah. Hamus takes the shot, tipped by, uh, by by Foxa, and then the puck's sitting there, and Pitlick crashes the net hard, pokes it in, and does a... And, and, Afterwards, And really sprawls. Really sprawls. Guys kind of gets checked and, d- and dives at the same time, and somehow doesn't actually end up leveling Scott Darling as much as he
0: could have. He just ends up penalty. Right. Like, I mean, it was of, like sort of a contact of feet and yeah. leg pads, but... Kind of catapults I mean, over him. A um, great way to not run through a goalie and maybe take a penalty and have yeah. your goal waved off. Yeah, so that goal kind of shows the pure effort, and then
1: his second goal... Where he's 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 making the smart play and going hard to the
0: net and Antoine Roussel's doing the hard work in the corner. Oh that right. play that that goal was look, Pitlick scored it, but that's all Roussel. Oh yeah. Foxer did a nice play to get it over the red line and dump it in. But Roussel's hustle to flat out beat the Carolina Hurricane defender to the puck, win it, and and center it out in front and nobody picked up Pitlick. No. He was alert going to the net, he was all alone and just a nice little deflection. A re- or, you know, it wasn't a redirection. He took the puck and, and you know, was coming out of it, and he shot it in. But, oh, major, major kudos to Roussel on that play. I mean, he he did an incredible individual effort to not only get to it, to shield the defender off it, but then to look up and make the play. Uh, just fantastic for Roussel. Who I, we had him on our post game show and talking to him about how he had a couple of tough games to start the year with the penalties that he had. And he's turned his his season around already, not to sound make it sound too overdramatic, but after the first two or three games, his last five have been really good.
1: Yeah, that, that, I mean, that whole line, that line now has goals in three straight games. Um, they get trusted. Four get, goals from that line in three games. Yeah, they get trusted in relatively every situation. Obviously, the, the big line, uh, the AAC line, as I keep trying to push, gets... Uh, gets the, uh, the the top he is the uh is, is playing in all situations and obviously the uh, the horse that uh, ken hitchcock is going to ride the most however that line is being trusted in all situations he's not scared to play them defensively not scared to play them offensively and i love how much of an impact you can tell they make in just 10 minutes a night roughly Great. um give or take give
0: maybe 11 minutes to be more I, accurate you know what they they're not just a five-on-five team they all three of those guys kill penalties, so they are making uh, multiple faceted contributions, but they are not playing 18 to 20 minutes like the top two lines typically do. What we're seeing is almost, uh, maybe it's because the we're, we're not really seeing the emergence of a steady second line just yet, and that's one of the star's biggest issues I think right now is who's going to be a scoring line, if you want to call it from tradi- traditional standpoints. But right now, you're almost seeing a first line and three third lines all getting similar minutes, mm-hmm. and this line is the one that's really grabbed grabbed it so far. And uh, look, and there are a couple guys that I think have been really solid. Jan Mark Shore, even Hansel, because he's not going to be overly offensive. But I think the other guys are still they're trying to trying to figure out what who goes with what. But I think you got to keep yourself on set together.
1: I agree. It's it's one of those where you have. If, we're, if we if we say they're a fourth line just in, just for this conversation, you have one and four set, and the question is right. how how did two and three figure out? And there was some juggling in mid game tonight. Tonight, Hansel and Spezza were on the same line. Um, they've tried Yan back at center. I wouldn't be surprised if I wouldn't be surprised if Devin Shore gets a look at center at some point. If you're trying if you're figuring things out, um, but we talk about consistency and things that are starting to come together, and we're starting to see also that that top line now. They're starting to do the things you expect to see from them. Um, they're, Jamie Benn's goal tonight, very, very pretty goal. Well, let's um, start with Stephen Johns on that yes, goal. Yes, yes, that's mean, true. Uh,
0: a couple of games early in the season, Johns looked shaky. Mm-hmm. I think he's worked a way through that. Now, is his game perfect? Of course not. But at one point in the game, Sean, he was, the Stars were 4 to nothing. he was plus 4. Mm-hmm. That is excellence from yes. supposedly your third pairing right side. Hamus was, at, I think, at plus three at that point. He was on for a couple goals against. Johns was on for one of the three Hurricanes goals. But ultimately, looking at that stretch pass to set up Radulov, who then had a beautiful drop to Jamie Benn, again, the question is, not do these three have talent and skill? It's, can they finish? And they're doing that right now, and that's it's really fun to watch. When your best players are playing at or near where they can be, everything else falls into place, or should at least. It and, and we kind of
1: touched on it already, but in that group gets more effective as depth scoring comes into play, just as it goes forward. As, right. as you start to see teams that are going to load up or try to match up with that line, if you have depth scoring, their life becomes a lot easier. Um, and that's something where, that, that's exciting to know that this line, if factor X plays out, they can get that much better. Right. Well,
0: the One thing they're going to have to be aware of, Sean, is the next five games on this nearly two-week road trip is all in a situation where the Stars will not have the matchups they want because they, as the road team, won't get last change, which means that top line is going to face, as if they haven't already, but they're going to face the tough matchups because they are the, the most offensive scoring threat on the Stars right now. So when you can get more than than expected contributions offensively from the Fox Alliance and hopefully from a star's perspective some more contributions from the other two forward groups which you heard Ken Hitchcock say in the post game tonight that over the need, sirens over the sirens we need more participants mm-hmm. he said we need to get more players up and going and that... Will make this team really dangerous. You probably heard the post game better than I did. about not. it. I was I was sitting there and I had the siren going Well, you actually had a, a mic feed. Probably that was probably louder. Was probably my <laughs> I, my ears a little closer to yeah. what Ken Hitchcock was saying, so and we weren't completely drowned out.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, he's gotten a lot of praise, um,
0: but once again, Ben Bishop did the uh, things tonight. Every single yes. night, he's a, he look. You can't put him in the three stars every night. But maybe you should, because yeah. he's that important to the Stars team right now. And, and he has
1: late in the game tonight was 36 saves and 39 shots. Um, the numbers were great tonight too. Tonight too, but the number things that the numbers don't show are with with 109 remaining. He makes two saves in tight, three saves in tight
0: close, and holds the rebound. No rebound. And no no rebound. It that is, one just, with yeah. the chaos in front. Yeah. he holds without a rebound very easily have been coughed up and kicked into the net for a tie game with very little left to go. And,
1: and the other thing he does, and the other thing that's just most so impressive about Bishop is just his demeanor while everything... And I, I take this all the way back to the morning skate, actually. It's interesting because um, I understand some goalies... I understand there are some goalies who don't like to talk in morning skate. Some goalies are like, but Bishop is lively. He's talk- a
0: lot of goalies are known as quirky yeah. yes. because they have uh, strange routines. I wouldn't necessarily call them superstitions, but they, they do things to get themselves into their mental comfort zone. Some goalies are not approachable, whether it's before games or even after a game if they've lost. Bishop is not the typical goalie, is he? As no. far as his
1: demeanor. No. This this morning, um, he was singing Shania Twain in the locker room before <laughs> the game. Him and I, he, him and I talked a little bit about his. You'll love this. His history of um, University of Maine. His connection to Scott Darling. Won the
0: battle of the black bear goalies tonight. Um,
1: his him and we had a lengthy discussion about college football rankings this morning, um, and he is calm and relaxed, and it translates over the game. 9.9 seconds left in the second period, he lets up goal. It doesn't get him down. When he has, after the team kills a penalty, and he basically gets pulled out of his net by his own player. That um, was on the third
0: one. On the third goal. That was the one where yeah. he got hung up with him. Yeah. He was on the side of the net. It, it, doesn't, get, it doesn't get to him. It, and Late in the game. We have seen some yeah. other Stars goalies in yeah. recent history struggle with regaining composure after giving up a goal that's less than ideal. Completely.
1: And... He was calm and composed, and Dan Ham after the game said pointed out how how much he's talking and how much he's communicating and I don't if you haven't read that's
0: a good piece yeah
1: i I wrote a story on Wednesday where I talked I talked to all seven defensemen that have played in games this year, and all seven of them have Greg Pattern is Greg Patterson's done a nice job as a number eight defenseman. He gets to take the warmups all the time and um, he hasn't moped and good for Greg Pattern. however, I talked to all seven that have played games so far this year. And all seven had individual stories or had examples, instances of how much communication with Bishop has helped. Um, John Klingberg said he was the he's the most talkative goalie he's ever played with. Uh, Stephen Johns used the word that if you got a four checker up your butt, he knows. Yeah, he he, uh, he tells you how to go. And, and Mark Mathot, the always quotable Mark Mathot, said he's like having an earpiece with how to instructions. Um, By the way, if you haven't read the story, you should. And if you like the coverage, you should subscribe. No shameless plug there whatsoever. I'm willing to admit it's a shameless plug. Yes. Um, You did that earlier today in your mail, or yesterday in the mailbag, too. I I did. Um, But that communication, it's really calmed the defense down, and it's, 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 it's had a huge impact. And you know what? That's something that could even be even more important. Heading on the road where the stars won't have the last change, and there can be more chaos, and things are more out or less out of your control, or are, are, you have less control when they go on this five big five game road trip. And I think we'll we can just kind of wrap it up with that. This was a big win. While you don't like the three goals after being up four up, and this was a big win because it boosts confidence. You're learning and winning at the same time,
0: and you know what it does, Sean. It gives them a they, it gives them a victory. And yet, a slice of humble pie because they win this game four or five nothing or six nothing and, and cruise, they may start thinking, wow, we're pretty good, which they already are feeling good about themselves. You could hear the excitement and the happiness of the morning skate. You can tell different. When we go out and listen to a team that's having fun and winning, there's a lot of chatter, a lot of whooping it up, a lot of noise. Last year when the Stars were struggling, there wasn't a lot of noise during the pregame. It was sort of like going through the motions, but not a lot of fun at times. And they're having fun. So this is sort of, uh, and I forgive people that that despise me for being a New England Patriots fan, is they used to have a a bit where they would uh, Bill Belichick would serve up a slice of humble pie, and basically after every win they would talk about what they did wrong, in order to get better and basically cool the enthusiasm of the last game's win. Well, tonight, a lot of things to be happy about, but because it was less than ideal, it may actually be a good thing for them.
1: Yeah, and we're going to learn a lot about this team going forward with the five-game road trip coming up, but things are moving in the right direction. The Stars never won four games in a row last year. They never had—they weren't—not never, but they wouldn't hold third-period leads— Obviously, they shot themselves in the foot in a little bit to put themselves in that situation, but they, weren't, they wouldn't hold one goalies in the third period. They never won four games in a row. Things are headed in the right direction, and uh, I consider this a successful car cast.
0: Yeah, and once again, we survived with only a few cars getting close to us, but a couple close calls. Ultimately, no bodily injuries. Yes. So that's a, I consider that win number two. So... Stars fans, 2-0 for the
1: night, and uh, thank you for listening.